You're listening to the Water Prairie Chronicles, a podcast that supports parents of children with disabilities by sharing the stories of individuals who have grown up with disabilities and the organizations available to help parents along the way. Stay connected with us by clicking the subscribe button and leave us a comment if you want to join in on the conversation. Welcome back to the Water Prairie Chronicles. We're trying to do a special edition. We're going to don't have one uh, guest per se today. We uh, have taken some questions from different folks and trying to get some more information. Uh, kind of the topic today is stimming and what that looks like, uh, whether that's good or bad. And we've got our friend Justin Husek is going to also be a contributor on the podcast as well but uh that's kind of a broad general uh focus of where we're going today and with that i'll turn it over to tonya all right so we have a few few key things that we want to give you as takeaways for today so by the time we finish our discussion what we're hoping is that you'll understand that autism is a part of who someone is it's um not just a piece that we want to try to change or correct it's it is you are autistic if you're autistic. You're not just someone that has autism. And then um, we also want to look at, as Steve said, the term of stemming. We want you to understand what it is that um, good, bad, however it may present, that there sometimes is a deeper meaning behind it. We want you to try to understand what that is. And then um, if you are seeing someone who is stemming, we want you to, um, to walk away with understanding that there might be something behind that behavior that you don't understand. And so if you're a well-meaning friend of someone who has an autistic child, before you step in and tell them all the things that they should be doing instead of parenting their child the way that they are, we're hoping that, that you'll maybe um, be able to step in and support that parent a little bit better by understanding more of what the behavior of the child may be. So Justin, anything you want to add to that before we dig in here? No, I think that's pretty good. <laughs> I think we're good to go. All right. So we have... Um, for those that are listening, you're not able to see it, but I have stacks of papers here that I'm going to be flipping through different notes. We went on about a week ago and posted on Reddit, on a few sub subreddits, the question, what is stemming? If, if you are autistic, did you stem? Do you stem? What are some of the reasons behind it? How does it present? Just trying to understand myself because I'm not autistic, so I don't fully understand what I'm talking about. And Justin helped us several weeks ago and really opened my eyes a lot to understand a little bit more about what life is like whenever you're having all these different sensory issues going on. And what I keep coming across is the word stemming. And I feel like it's under it's misunderstood a lot. And so I thought I'd just go to the source and just ask a lot of adults who are out there who were, were willing to share their lives with us and to, um, many don't want their name attached. Others have given me their Reddit name that I can share. And we do have a video we're going to show you as well. But um, but another piece that I wanted to start with here is um, Brody the Lion. Brody the Lion is a children's book series. And um, the author of Brody the Lion was actually scheduled for today. And we had a conflict, so she's going to come on in May. So we are still going to have her featured. But um, today is April 22nd, and tomorrow the fourth book in the series is being launched. And so I did want to make sure that our listeners that have young children who are autistic or possibly even um, ADHD or any other type of sensory issues that may be going on would benefit from the, this book series. And um, it's, it's a great series of books for preschoolers up through maybe second grade. And um, there are social pieces to it where you can help. Um, the book that's coming out is um, about a trip to the doctor and in preparing for that visit. 
and I haven't read it yet, but I, I'm looking forward to seeing it come out. And I'll put a link to the four different books and um, and a resource where you can purchase those if, if you're a parent and are looking for the books. So Brody the Lion, I wanted to start by showing you just a little clip that that um, Instagram site posted back in February about stemming itself. So you can see um, some of the things that it may look like that she's listed. And I thought this was a pretty good list. Um, and of course, like with anything, there's no absolutes. So if you have a young child, they may not actually be jumping. It might be a different behavior that's similar to that, but, but this may give you an idea of what you're looking at and what you might be seeing. Um, and then the, like I said, there's a few slides here. So some of the types um, that she's presented here, or they may be tactile, auditory, verbal, visual, oral, or smell. And um, the function that they can serve is to calm the child, to, organ to help them get organized, to distract them. Um, excited, I'm thinking maybe that's to express excitement. Um, Justin, what do you think on that? Do you think that might be what she's Yeah, saying? I believe so. They might start singing favorite parts of of their their movie or whatever, you know, kind of feeling happy and gleefully. Okay. So yeah, I'd say excited makes sense. And then um, focus, I'm thinking that's maybe to help them to focus. Um, I, I'm, I'm thinking similar to for myself, if I'm tapping my foot or if I'm tapping my fingers or something when I'm trying to focus on something. Well, or look at it this way, if they were just made anxious and they're trying to get back to the norm that the stimulation brings that focus back to their norm. So okay. maybe that's what uh, referring to. And then obsessive habit, um, I'm assuming that that's probably referring to it. It could become a behavior that's just a habit that may not always have a purpose, but it's just something that's done for comfort. Uh, biting fingernails, maybe? I would say that's, in, in my case, maybe not biting, but picking up my fingernails, yes. <laughs> that was that was me as a youngster, biting my fingernails. I bit my fingernails. My mom said she could not remember a day I could I didn't bite my fingernails until I was about 36 or 37. And, there's, and, and, and if we ask all of our listeners for a show of hands, I would say there's probably a lot of hands up right now that all bit their fingernails at some point yes, in their lifetime. Yes. So all of us are going to be able to relate to some of this conversation, no matter what your background is, no matter um, what your understanding is. But And this is why I'm thinking that if we have this open discussion, maybe we can help understand this a little bit better. Um, well, I and remember to read, too, yeah. real quick, remember too that stimming is done by those not on the spectrum as well. It's just not seen as distractive or something like that. If you weren't on the spectrum, you could still bite your nails. That's stimming. That's stimming. Exactly. Exactly. Well, well, and like I said, tapping their foot, if you're sitting on the same bench as someone that's tapping their foot, it can become quite irritating. But people, you know, people tap their thought, foot all the time. <laughs> tapping the foot to me has always been a sign of anxiety. I used to do it all the time. Then I had an anxious brother-in-law who tapped his foot all the time. And when I look back and realized it, it was the times I was stressing about something. So you see somebody stress tapping their left foot all the time or a lot, they're anxious. Anxiety is 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 the basic, you know, is the basis in the cause. Sorry about that. Yeah, that's but, right. Uh, go ahead. Sorry. All right. So um, so I was going to read a caption that um, Dr. Wagner posted um, this a couple times in February, and not this that. This particular post that I just showed you has a more comprehensive list on it, so I wanted to look at the slides on this. But what she um, posted on the other one was, STEM is short for self-stimulatory -stimul behavior. Self-stimulatory behaviors are repetitive sounds, body, or object movements. We all stem. We twirl our hair, twist our ring, bite our nails, as you said, tap our foot, push, push pen top. Oh, like clicking a pen on the top. Right, yeah, um, yeah. 
so so no matter who you are, everyone has some type of behavior that's similar to that. Um, so why is tapping your foot socially acceptable, but flapping your hands is not? Stimming is a way to regulate sensory input by either increasing stimulation or decreasing sensory overload. As we advocate to make self-stimulatory behavior normal, we need to recognize that there are times that STEM can interfere with learning, be disruptive to others, or be harmful. In these cases, we may need to help the child, adolescent, or adult meet the needs of, of their STEM while ensuring everyone is safe and they and others are benefiting from the ongoing activity. Um, and then she says, for more ideas on how to embrace your child's STEM while ensuring they're learning from their environment, follow Brody the Lion on Instagram. So that's Brody.the.lion. And I'll, I'll put her link down below as well. And like I said, you're going to get to meet her in May for those that are that are listening. So, so watch for that to come sometime um, second or third week of May, I think is when she'll be on again. So, um, so I figured we'd start with that. Just, okay, so um, I mentioned on my goals for today that I wanted us to recognize that um, if you are autistic, you are autistic. It's not a piece that you want to change. And I found an article, and I'll, I'll put references to all the articles that I found in the in the notes um, whenever this is posted, just so that you can see the source of where I'm getting this information from. But this was written um, oh, like 12 years ago, but I thought it was well done. And it's basically an article about um, the person first language or the um, whether you're an autistic person or a person with autism, you're talking about the same thing. It's not a condition to change. And what I'm finding in conversations that I'm having with adults and with non-autistic adults who have children who are autistic, that they seem to sway one way or the other with, with this conversation. So I just wanted to point out that it, it, is, it is a condition of who you are. But whenever I say it one way or the other, I mean no disrespect for anyone. So I may at times say a child with autism or other times I may say an autistic child. And I'm going to offend one group or the other depending on which way they're leaning. <laughs> and um, and so I don't know that there's a right or wrong on this. Justin, what's your feeling on this one? Yeah, I don't, you know, again, it does seem to be person specific. Um, I personally, you know, don't care but <laughs> I, I really don't but what i find is that you know if, if when you see me it doesn't seem like i'm autistic so correct but then the next instance there's a stereotype on it and then they're going to assume that this is the way i am i might not you know i might be missing out on certain friends because of assumptions made so i, I i'm I'm kind of proud of my autism. Okay. I will sit there and say, my name's Justin. If I get to used to you or get to know you for a little bit, um, I'll say, if you're wondering why I'm a little unique or a little pedantic, this is why. So now that you don't have to say, okay, he's, he's a weirdo or something. <laughs> he is, he, and I, listen, I can say it because I, I personally don't care and I'm not so, um, so I'll let them know, and I think it just helps them get a better understanding. Um, and if not, then I kind of just am outspoken to them and just say, well, this is why I do this, and just I want you to understand it. So the labeling, yeah, you're right. You're going to find they want it this way or they want it that way. I don't know if we'll ever clear it up ever. You know, it'll – I don't know. I don't – let's put it this way. I think if there's enough people – like the Elon Musks, like the Bill Gates's and stuff like that, that start to bring, excuse me, a respectability or showing that, hey, you can reach the stars. Mm -hmm. 
Um, then I think with Sway that way, you can start to mold how we we should be presented, you know, right. more exactly. So without getting too long in the answer, uh, that's how I'm looking at it. I, I don't kind of care, you know. Well, and I think I think you're bringing that same level too. For our listeners coming, they they meet you through the conversation that we had right. a few weeks ago and through today right. too, and and you're 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 not ashamed to say I'm autistic. That's you know, and so so when they see that, no matter what stage their child is in right now, hopefully that's helping them change that preconceived idea when they hear the term from 20, 30 years ago, it was right. very different. Right. Today, I, I think people need to realize is that we're not as we're not as stuck in whatever we're in as you might think we are. There is potential. Um, some have more potentials than others, but we're not as stuck as you think. We just need right. to find what really makes us go, what makes us tick, what makes us the most productive and the happiest. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna jump into these articles now. The first one is um, was posted on Health, and again, I'll put the full link to each of the articles so you can see the sources here. Um, this was from September uh, 2020, and it was written by Lauren Rowello, and the article was stemming um, what the behavior is and why people do it. And just a couple points I wanted to put point out from this article. Um, she asked the question, "What is stimming?" and says, "Stimming is short for self-stimulation." So when we're when we're saying stimming, it's S-T-I-M for those that are listening um, and want to know to 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 be able to picture the word. Um, and it's referred to medically as stereotypic behavior, and that was in quotes. Um, she has some references of where her information is coming from, so I'll let you search through the article on that. But um, but she goes on to say that stimming is commonly associated with autism. When people with autism stem, they might do it in ways that are obvious or less socially acceptable, like hand flapping. And I think that's probably a stereotypical way that a lot of people may have seen that seems different for them than the toe tapping or the picking their fingernails. Um, they may be rocking back and forth or they may be repeating a sound or a phrase. Um, her, her article goes on to say some of the whys um, that it may be to regulate stress or emotion. And that was, we saw some of that in Brody's post on Instagram. And um, I thought this was interesting. She says, what what makes stimming so soothing or enjoyable? And she says, it's not exactly clear why stimming feels good, but um, one of the doctors that she had referenced here says that the behavior helps activate the many neurotran neurotransmitters or brain chemicals that regulate our emotions. So dopamine, serotonin, and glutamate are the big neurotransmitters that I'm are associated. A, I'm going to, when you said it, I'm sitting there going, what does it do internally to me? And yes, I do. It, it, there is a, a nice slow flow of, you know, pick me up kind of a, a soothing effect. There is a soothing effect to it. Sorry for the interruption, but no, I want to No, ab absolutely. I, I, okay. I, I want that and welcome that as yeah. we're going through. Yeah. Um, and so I thought I thought that was interesting because I, I I kind of read that between the lines of some of the Reddit posts that I'm going to share with you in just a minute, um, but to hear that being translated by a doctor's input too, saying that the, this is the the way that the brain's working, it, it makes sense. Um, and then the article, parents that are listening, the article goes on to talk about how to stay safe when you're stimming. So that there may be some interest in there for you to to look at for for your child. Um, so I'm going to go on to like I said, there's just little pieces that I'm pulling from the different ones. Um, there was another article that was stemming behaviors in autism, a look at common types and examples. And I'm looking to see where this came from. I will, I will have to add it on the link cause I don't have the name of it. I just have the actual link. 
<laughs> but they um, but they talk again, like we had saw in the other, that some of the types are visual, auditory, tactile, olfactory, smell, and taste. And um, the proreceptive, actually proprioceptive, got the word wrong, um, and vestibular. So basically, a sense of balance, body awareness, and input from the joints and muscles. So depending on the type of stem that you may be seeing, that's those are the types they're seeing. And um, some examples, they have a long list of types of examples. So if you didn't see on Brody's list an example of what you may be seeing in your child, this article had a little bit more on their list. And um, I mean, they were down to walking on tiptoes. So that would be that, oh, yeah, that body yeah, connection, yeah. Um, repeating words, um, waving fingers in front of eyes. And I know with blindisms, um, children who are blind and have have very little vision, they'll have the same flicking of fingers in front of their face because it's it's giving them a visual stimulation that's that they're not seeing regularly. So I was more familiar with stemming from blindisms than okay. um, than from from autism, which was interesting. Um, rubbing, scratching, picking at skin, uh, picking at sores or scabs on your arm, um, biting, staring at a visual. So I don't know if maybe it's just staring at something and really concentrating on it. Uh, patterns, oh, staring true. at patterns in furniture, like in, in, in fabric and stuff. When I would see my therapist, we'd be talking and I'd say, forgive me if, uh, if I look like I'm looking down, I'm just looking at the pattern. And she's talking, but it's, there's a stimulation. I'm looking at the pattern on the couch underneath you. So yeah, patterns is probably what they would okay. be looking at. Yeah, so this, this list, I don't know if you can see it on the thing here. This is, so, so there, there are a lot more in this one from the other, but together you, you can gather some of this. So parents or who I'm thinking of with these resources to give them a little more information. Um, as long as this, it's not overwhelming, as long as it, you know, because how many normal kids would do those kind of things? Yeah. That's yeah. the other thing is if we cover too much, yeah, you know, and I don't mean to be picking on the, on that thing, I guess I would recommend if a parent's not sure, they, they should list these behaviors, you know, instead of thinking, list the behaviors, then they can take that list and put it up against, say that list and say, I've got 10 out of 12. Right. Maybe I should have my, you know, test my child. One thing, and if you're seeing, basically, I, the way I'm looking at this is if, if I were a parent today hearing this, I'm thinking, all right, so if I'm seeing the repetitive behavior, I think it's the repetitive part that's the key piece there. Um, and if my child seems to either be calming down when they're doing this or becoming more excited when they're doing this, and it's consistently showing the same thing, then I'm going to ask that question of the next time they're in for a checkup to say, you know, is this, right. should, 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 should I be asking more questions? Where, yeah. where am I right now? <laughs> right, right. Exactly. Exactly. All right. So we're going to dig into, there were a couple more articles and I'm going to list those, but just flipping through it, it's similar information that we shared in those. So, um, just for the sake of time, let's, let's keep going on this. So yeah. on Reddit, I asked the question, um, what, what is STEM? Can you explain what it is and how it presents? And what role does it play for you? So these are personal stories that were coming back from adults. And um, if you're on Reddit and want to look through or if you want to get connected, um, the two that I went on to were um, Autistic Adults and Autistic Pride. And I had more responses from Autistic Pride, but some of the people were the same in both groups. So... Um, so the first person that responded, um, this was Dragon Wolf 2, 
and um, I'm sorry, Dra Dracon Wolf too. Sorry, Dracon Wolf too. I mispronounced it the first time. But or Dragon Wolf. No, there, there isn't a G. It's a C. Okay. So, it's, so I didn't know if there was a Dragon Wolf. Oh yeah, sorry, sorry, well. sorry. Yeah, if, if, if I'm giving credit to the wrong one there. So it says I'm not really sure how to say this without people getting mad at me. I'm really afraid people will, but I'll say it anyway. I'm embarrassed by my stems. I hand flap a lot when I'm excited. I just did it again a few minutes ago and stopped because I feel extreme embarrassment. Is it this way for anyone else? And does anyone have any advice? And then they went on to say, I think I find it embarrassing because it's not a neurotypical way of expressing yourself. I am trying to break down the walls I've put up and stem freely though. And several people um, gave some input that they don't need to be embarrassed. They don't need to to worry about this. This is this is part of how they express themselves. And, um, and I, I appreciate um, Drake Hong Wolf too giving us permission to share that um, publicly with you. Um, and, and Justin, feel free to jump in at any point. I'm just gonna read through sure. these. Um, we had um, Little Middle Missy was the next one and um, said, I don't know if I can explain it in words, but the video that helps me conceptualize is this elephant flapping their ears to piano music of Claire de Lune. The Ellie seems to be flapping ears and rocking their body as a reaction to the internal body sensations that are happening with the music. When I hear that song, I feel the physical feelings of emotions in my body. My stomach kind of churns with excitement and anticipation as the song builds into a crescendo. So I might smile and shut my eyes and kind of lean into that wave of emotion and volume crescendo by swaying. The elephant starts to sway and fidget or stem with the front foot. I tend to use my feet to kind of massage e each other and push gently against the bed so I can slightly rock myself. Rocking motion soothes me. Stemming is when we find what body movements feel good or soothe us and help us process our experiences. As humans, we seem to realize that it helps with babies and sad children. And I really like this part. We rock them or hum to them or rub their backs. That's a form of stemming and soothing for them. Then as we grow, some of us learn to keep doing it because it helps us. And I don't know any parent that can't understand rocking your baby when they're fussy or rubbing their back or, you know, it, it's an automatic reaction that we have to a young, young child. But we seem to forget that sometimes people still need that type of stimulation as they get older. Let me make a comment. Let me back up. Let me make a yeah. comment. The first two things that came to my mind, first of all, which we'll go backwards on the elephant. The last one you just described sounds to me like, listen, we all, when it comes to music, we dance, we hum, yeah. we express ourselves. So for the second one, elephant flapping ears, all she's doing is dancing. Exactly. Okay, she's just, She's just dancing. So I don't think that you can't, well, unless you're Elaine from Seinfeld, when you're doing the bad dancing, <laughs> you, really, you really can't pick, uh, unless it's terrible, they have to look at, for her, it's a matter of dancing, okay? The first one, where their hands are flapping, and I can, you know, flapping, unless you're doing Ray Fossey's jazz hands, yeah, right? <laughs> jazz hands are acceptable. Okay, so first of all, with her, embarrassed about hand flapping, you know, that would look weird. And I'm sitting there trying to say, what could be an alternative behavior? Well, you know, maybe not this kind. If you can pull yourself back to here, you know, that might be a little bit more socially acceptable. But my main thing that I thought of by this person was they said, are they, they feel embarrassed. And you have people commenting, saying there's no need to be embarrassed. If that person is supported at home and loved by people, it kind of doesn't matter what the outside world really thinks about right. them, as long as I've got the support from their family. 
if the hand flapping was being done and you had family members that didn't accept it, you know, it's, it's, you understand where I'm coming from. Yeah. So as long as I think they're loved at home and loved, and they've got a certain amount of, at least a small circle of friends that loves them dearly, mm-hmm. don't worry about being embarrassed in public. Just don't worry about it. Because when you go home and you feel comfort there, you can gather the comfort and you'll feel better. And, yeah. and you know, it, and it's not always going to happen every time you go out and do something. So don't look like it. That's this first person going out. Every time I go out, I might do this. And I'm not saying they did. But don't look at it as for a reason to stop you from doing things right. you know, in the future. Well, so. I, I, I could see if they're if they're feeling that way, um, being nervous about getting excited and doing it. And yeah, and right. You know, so I so I I, I, I could see that piece. The um, so we've got a couple some shorter ones here, and then I have a video I want to show everyone. Um, so this one, um, we're, we're not including the name, but they said um, the entire external world is too loud, too bright, and too strong for my senses. Stimming seems to reduce the intensity of the data I get from my senses, which helps me process the data. And I have to say, I'm I'm really impressed with how well tuned into themselves each of these responders are. Yes. You know, to be able to explain this in words, that can't be easy. Correct. Um, we have... Steve, how would you say this one? Here's the one thing that I think we have... When it comes to me and being on the spectrum and my stemming, my therapist used to say, you know, you seem to change things as they came along in life, okay? Whether I was 16 and doing certain things, for some reason I said, this doesn't seem to be socially norm. So I adapted. I didn't change, but I did adapt to to, to life in general. And, and I think in some cases, though we're not supposed to change who we are, there's nothing wrong with learning as you go on in life, okay? So- right. I hate that saying you can't teach an old dog new tricks. Well, then we'd all be stunted. So I want every one of these people that call that are asking and wondering. It might not always be this way. You sure. can make if you want to. If the desire is big enough in anybody, and you've got the willpower, you can change certain things. Yeah. The only thing that can sometimes get in the way here, you know, is those chemical and those those neural uh, neurotransmitters, uh, which. It will not stop me from being so persistent on on time and how important time is to me and, and deadlines and stuff like that. That can't change in me, but a lot of other things can. So with all these people who are they can be concerned about going in public and worrying about their stimming, we can change things. We just gotta really want to change it um, and want and, and have to see the benefit of changing it. If we don't see the benefits, you know. So just a comment. Did you figure that one out? I think it's Lily Sophie Raris. You want to read that one? (laughs) If non-autistics are in situations where stimuli is strong enough, they will stim too. Mm -hmm. It's just that everything is more intense for us, so our need to stim is more essential. Like if someone with anxiety is getting increasingly anxious and they move their leg. If someone wins something big and they jump or scream in excitement. If someone is presented with something truly disgusting, they may also flap their hands or visibly gag in response. But everyone stems. It's just that we need it more. Yeah, yeah. I think I, and I, that that person's dead on. I think that there's an underlying anxiety within us because we don't understand certain things. I think sometimes internally, we have too much wiring going on, 
And sometimes that wearing one stops, let's say stops the rain man from learning everything because he's got a, just a cluster of, of neuro neurons going into one place. Um, but yeah, in some cases, yes, I do think that there is, it's, we do feel an exaggeration at times, maybe more intensity of it, um, maybe because there's more tapping into that area than the neurotrans, the normal neurotypical person might have 10 transmitted into that section. We've got 20, we've okay. got 30, but it also doesn't make for clarity maybe as well, but it also says, okay, our brain has a lot more to, to, to work off to get to that point while, you know, only 10 can get so far. 20 can get further but it also doesn't make us good at it's we're great engineers and technically but then again we're not good socially so we're, we're it is such a complex to me condition it is such a broad spectrum uh, right. you saw the lists of all the stems that's so that that's a broad spectrum a, it, it really was <laughs> so it really so was to, you want to figure us out i don't think you'll ever figure us out yeah. you will get certain grasps and say okay we need to we need to open the potential of these people yeah. because when yeah. we do yeah. we do see people like elon musk going to the stars mm -hmm. setting our future you know yeah people a person with a brilliant mind but he's not he's he's a terrible dancer right he's got bad rhythm he's <laughs> dance on the stage so um you know, sorry to get off topic, but yeah, it's such a broad spectrum. Stimming is such a broad thing. I do think we can change some of it um, or adapt to it and, and improve it so that we look more a little bit more socially acceptable. So I've got one more and then I'm going to, the last one actually sent us a video to share. So um, Maddie Bear 167 wrote, sometimes smiling isn't the type of happy I am. So I stem to show my type of happy. Um, it's an automatic reaction most times. Sometimes when my words won't work, I have to stem to show to show it. So I guess it could go both ways because I asked her if it was automatic, um, like a smile or laugh is to some people. So, so she's saying sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't. Um, and then let's see. Then she added on to um, that it was okay to share her comments. She said, make sure to include that you shouldn't make autistic people stop stemming because it's the same as telling a neurotypical person they can't smile or laugh. So um, so in her case, it doesn't sound like it's a negative or a harmful situation. It's just the way that she expresses happiness is is more than just laughing. Um, so so yeah. I agree. And it sounds like she's she's well adjusted to what her stemming is. She's not ashamed of it. And was, right, you know, right. It's, it's I, you know, I never have been known to smile a ton, but at times when I was the most excited or happy i do seem to like walk a little bit lighter on my feet there's less weight on my shoulder so i'm able to walk a little bit you know that shows my excitement someone's smiling you know she says doesn't smile when they're happy you know this is off topic but still on topic of all this if society didn't set a certain norm then we wouldn't be fighting these norms if there's we right. can be happy but you can only be so loud in a happy state and then if you're too loud it's socially not acceptable you understand where i'm coming from so right. mm -hmm. it, it, it's weird so you say let us be us let other people be us well they know only to scream so loud yay an autistic person might scream extremely loud and then society says that's too loud well it, it, it's you know it's it's supposed to be objective, but it's all subjective. Yeah, I got that right. So, yeah, so yeah. It, it makes me wonder, it'd be interesting if we could even temporarily change the norms yeah. so that the autistic way of life is the norm 
and everyone else is is the outsider. How 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 would that work? I mean, you know, it it seems seems like but, that it would it would be better if we could do it that way. <laughs> well, yes, yes, I agree with you, and I've heard that before. That in some case, if it was an autistic world, it'd be a better world. And I think if 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 I'm correct, I've always sought the truth. Okay, and I've got a great BS detector, <laughs> and I kind of say it like it is. Okay, so if the world, you know, was dealt with that way. You know, the world would be a better place. There'd be less lying. There'd be more truth. Everything would be a little bit more fair for everybody, not socialistically or communistically fair, but just, I guess, recognized and, and, and become fair. So, yes, it does have its benefits. But then if the whole world was autistic like Rain Man, we get nothing done. So, and I don't, I, I'm glad I'm just picking on a character and I'm not right, exactly. <laughs> but it is the best example to use here where you can measure something by him in that movie and who you are, et cetera, et cetera. Cause it was a decent representation. It wasn't perfect, but it was decent, really decent. Yeah. All right, so before we finish here, I'm going to show the video that came in from Abrab736, and um, and he's done a he's done a good job of explaining um, a different type of STEM than what we've really talked about here. Hello, everybody. I was asked to talk about the faction of autism known as STEMing, but there's one caveat to that. I was asked to talk about it in a positive, but for my story, there isn't really a Oh, perfectly positive way of saying it. But granted, there does have to be a place and time where you say what needs to be said. And while some will be talking about the way they use it and to deal with everyday life and to keep themselves calm during overstimulating situations or anything else, I'll talk about the fact that when I was younger, I did partake in stimming, but it was a lot more hazardous to my health. It consisted of scratching and biting, mostly to my own arms. Granted, the wounds have healed. I won't be showing any pictures for personal reasons, but it's caused me to wear sweatshirts for the rest of my life. Now, it isn't my parents' fault that, as a child, I did these things to myself. It was something that would naturally happen. It, they tried helping. They tried listening to professionals. I guarantee you, my mother listened to stuff like you are listening to currently. But granted, because autism isn't one-size-fits-all, not a lot of things worked. So, if your child does partake in harming, I wouldn't say harming, like, in a way that is from, I wouldn't say mental illness, I would say cause of depression and suicidal thoughts, it's more so a side effect of something natural they do. Let's use the example of biting their arm, or any part of their body, since that's a simple way and just a general, not general, but from, I can speak from experience in this case. You can, I wouldn't say to discourage it, because it's no different than fidgeting or other examples that I can't currently think of. Though, it should be not treated, but helped because the protection of your child is for most parents a priority so though this didn't help in my case there are some examples of solutions there are a few that have been tried on me one of them being 
a rubber dog tag that I was given to wear around my neck. I never enjoyed this because the rubber was too hard. It, it didn't have the same consistency as my hand, and that the consistency of my hand is what calmed me for when I for when I fighting. Other examples that people have tried to use and that I've seen and that I've seen work is chewing gum or um so those are two similar examples for solutions. The main point you need to get across in this situation is that if you ever meet someone who their child has a similar ten tendency and habitual life in terms of stimming, you don't expect your child to work the, out the exact same way that theirs did. That's just not possible. Work with your child to figure out solutions. If there are communication roadblocks in that, do what works best for you if you figured, if, if you found anything. Granted, I can't speak for the nonverbal side of the spectrum, so I can't help you there. But keep looking. And remember everybody, autism should be accepted, not an awareness. Have a good day. He's biting and scratching his hand. I went back to when I used to bite my fingernails and I remember, what I do remember, the reason I liked it so much was the sensation of once I bit it, the sensation of when it came off. So to me, in some cases, we, we, we like sensations. We're fixated on sensations. So I looked at this as one, it's being a sensation thing that's, that was driving him. And maybe in some besides the underlying anxiety, it suddenly became, okay, what sensation can overcome that anxiety? Mm. So then I put, like I said, like my fingernails, and or it becomes a fascination. Maybe there is a fascination to whatever they were doing. I, I, I'm not, that was the second thought. Sometimes a fascination, fascination can direct somebody to doing something, to doing certain right. things. Um, when they talked about ways of trying to correct it or make it better, he said like the rubber dog tag. And I said to myself, well, what about a bracelet instead? You know, instead of, why, why are you going to pier with a, so uh, to me, it was, if someone was trying to, an alternative behavior would be maybe a bracelet that they're able to sit there and spin where they're contacting their arm and maybe stimulating a different way. Right. Last but not least, last but not least, oral fixations, oral fixation. I w I've been a cigarette smoker. I used to bite my nails. I'm a cigarette smoker. Oral fixation, no, no, no. Oral fixation, no, no, no. So you're dealing with maybe multiple reasons and multiple sensations and causes for why some people do this. But like this guy was saying, communicate, talk with the kid. The only way you're going to get through all this is by, by just letting the kid know that you're there to do anything and everything to make them the happiest they can be, yeah. you know, and, and, and all, every kid should respond to that no matter what. So, right. right? When, and this is a case, I want to make sure that we talked about something like this because um, there is, there are going to be some behaviors that parents need to intervene on. And this yeah. is an example of that because he's talking about how he's wearing long sleeves now because of that behavior when he was younger. And, um, and so a parent that's seeing a destructive behavior that may be leaving actual marks or cuts on their arms, I, I think you, you, you need to intervene at this point. Um, you oh, need yeah. to, to oh, get, yeah. The, yeah. and if you're not able to find the solution, th there are people out there who can help you with that. So I just want to make sure that it, it could become a chemical. It could also become, you know, there could be, we always have to consider chemical imbalances of some sort. So what's driving this person to do that? Um, 
we have to be respectful. We have to be, we have to be considerate. We have to be understanding. And every time we look at somebody or they look at us, they should, you know, we should always be thinking, you know, nobody's perfect. I've got my own problems. I'm sure this person has their own problems. Let's just try to get along and, and try to respect each other. Right. I think we've covered the main points that we had today. Um, let's see, let's go back to where we started from. So, um, so we've we've talked about autism being part of who someone is and not something to correct yeah. um the different types of stemming behaviors and that sometimes it needs to be redirected but sometimes it's okay just to embrace it and 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 be be okay with that and um and then i'm hoping that everyone who's listened has gotten a, a better understanding of what stemming is um, I hope that we haven't offended anyone with the terminology that that, that has been right. used. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Well, I think, I mean, that's not the intent. I mean, the, the intent was to provide, you know, fair and balanced and, you know, just an <laughs> open conversation about, you know, about the topic. And, you know, it's not our intent to try and offend anybody. We're just trying to present it and make people aware of this, that, you know, you might see these behaviors and they're, you know, it's just part of who somebody is and you know if they are harmful then to try and encourage folks to you know pursue uh, interventions or help that can you know direct away from those harmful behaviors to something that's a little yeah. more positive right agreed agreed yeah. so for our listeners if there's um, a topic that if you enjoyed having us talk about a specific topic like this instead of having a personal interview with just one person's story let us know if you if there are other topics that you'd like to learn more about. Um, if there's anything that you'd like for us to dig deeper into, um, we're learning along the way. So we we are thrilled with yep. doing this the, the, this kind of um, de- deeper dive to one topic just because it's helping us to understand more too. So um, so we appreciate Justin joining us today, um, and we aren't positive what the topic next week will be, but it will be something autism related because we're sticking <laughs> sticking with that in April. But in May, we're working on trying to get some outdoor activities featured um, for things around the country that, depending on where you live, that, that you might be able to plug into. And again, we have um, Dr. Wagner coming on to talk about her book series. And tomorrow, Brody the Lion's fourth book will be out. So we'll, we'll, we'll post that down below as well. And Justin, before we go, any, any final thoughts or comments that you want to share with the viewers? No. Again, like you said, I... I... No, no offense was intended. Um, I do hope people do get a better understanding. Um, I'm learning myself because I've only known for so many years that uh, I can't look at people and, and, and make a quick judgment. I really, get, you should get to know them before you make any form, no matter what kind of actions they're doing, unless it's harmful. Uh, just step back a second. You know, nobody's perfect. You're not perfect either. Um, you know, basically that's it. Just be considerate. Just be considerate. That's all. And um, for those that did not hear Justin's interview from a few weeks ago, we'll link that below. Um, and Justin, tell us how, how they can find you with your website. Website is www.asdwithme.com. Um, yeah, that's basically it. That's how you can get a hold of me if you'd like. So check, check it out if you haven't. He's involved in a lot of different ways of advocating for the needs of others and just really um, pouring his life into others and helping them become stronger individuals as well. So, so I think you'll be, yeah. Yeah. be, be impre- impressed with, with finding out more about him. And, and of course, go, go, go back and li- listen to the other interview as well. So, um, so thank you. We will um, close it out here and we'll see you next, ne- next Friday with our topic of the week. <laughs> Dude, my pleasure, guys. Thanks, Justin. 
You've been listening to the Water Prairie Chronicles. Any resources mentioned during this episode will be posted in the description. If you're interested in joining us as a guest, contact us through the links in the description below. Be sure to subscribe and share it with your friends. We appreciate your support as we build this resource. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next week for a new episode.